Applications for the Techstars Tech Central Sydney Accelerator Class of 2024 are closing on the 22nd of May. I'm Kirsten Hunter, the Managing Director of Techstars Sydney, and I'm looking for diverse and unstoppable founders who are using technology to solve the world's biggest problems to join this Accelerator cohort. The 12 successful businesses will get access to our 13-week mentor-driven accelerator, $120,000 US investment, and access to the Techstars network for life. Head to our Accelerator webpage to learn more and to apply. No, I had absolutely no conception that there was a market even involved. No, no, I just thought there was uh, there was people there that would pay me to do things that, that I was good at. Hi, I'm Adam Spencer, and welcome to Day One, the show that goes back to the very beginning to share the story of some of Australia's most incredible regional startups and entrepreneurs. Today you're going to hear the story of Heath Raftery from Newey Ventures. Newey Ventures is an engineering agency. They build solutions to their clients' problems. Basically, their customers come to them with an idea and Heath and his team go to work figuring out how to build it. In the last 12 months alone, Newey Ventures' client base has tripled and its headcount has more than doubled. But as Heath states, although those numbers sound impressive, in reality, things have moved very carefully and very deliberately. That little snippet you heard at the start just there was Heath speaking about his adventures as a kid making money. Putting his skills to use around computers, he thought, I'm good at this, other people might need help, and as Heath told me... I did take it upon myself to um, put up an ad down at the local bylo and say, if your printer's not working, I'll come help you. Not realising that had anything to do with an entrepreneurial idea or anything, I just wanted to play with computers and fix stuff. So, how did Heath go from that little kid putting up an ad to fix printers to the co-founder of Newey Ventures, an engineering firm that, as Heath states, our mission is to turn ideas into products. We will get to that, but for now, let's go back to day one, where this story begins. Yeah, so there was certainly no light bulb moment. There was no uh, streak of light that, uh, that where it came to me. It was a, um, a long process of weighing up options and thinking about uh, where I wanted to take my career and, and those things that I thought that I could make a career out of. I wanted to figure out what the motivation was behind Heath deciding to move away from working for someone else to going out on its own and starting new ventures. Often we think entrepreneurship is this big aha moment where something just clicks into place. It'd be nice if there was something poetic about it. It's a, a germ of an idea, it was a niche that needed scratching and eventually it got scratched. I was working for a, a product development company um, that largely services uh, mining and heavy industry as a, as a product development or uh, research and development engineer. In Heath's case, over time, he was becoming unsatisfied with where he was. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was different stuff, but the, the way I describe it these days is that I was, I was comfortably useless. I wasn't um, challenged. I was um, paid well, but uh, wasn't achieving. Um, we, we, could, we could never uh, finish um, or excel or um, delight the customer within that environment. Um, we, 
we moved things from one side of the desk to the other until we were told to move them back to the other side of the desk and, and I didn't think that was a particularly um, exciting utilisation of my skills. Yeah, I was looking for uh, application of my abilities basically. I was looking to, to, um, uh, to achieve more. And uh, this is a, is a common longing of people who uh, have access to the world's information and think, gee, um, I really should be setting the world on fire, right? It's a, it's a common feeling, I think. But for me, it wasn't. Uh, it's certainly, I learned a lot of things at uni, but um, I never let my, my schooling interfere with my education. I've, I've always been a fan of, of lifelong learning, and, uh, and, um, and that's what I've always wanted for my career, is to continue to, to learn. Among other things, it was that core belief of lifelong learning that helped to push Heath towards deciding to look for a bigger challenge. New Ventures, although not with that name at the time, had begun to form in Heath's mind. But how was Heath going to get started? Step one was to get a couple of other people on board yeah. Um, because yeah, I didn't want to do this alone and, uh, and I, I always need to bounce ideas off people. And, um, and I need to get out of my head too. Yeah. And so I, I needed other people around. And, and I was fortunate that the, the first two people I approached um, were sold, they were really keen. They, they had similar ideas uh, of their own and they wanted to be part of, of something new and exciting. Yeah. So that helped. Yeah. And then number two was um, to do it on the side for a little bit. Uh, so a lot of people say, you know, um, you can't do anything worthwhile unless you're 100% focused on it. And that's probably true, but that's also terribly um, risky. And so at this point, this is what was going through Heath's mind. So, yeah, have a feel, have a go on the side, see what you can put together. And, um, and it, was the, it, it wasn't until we had uh, collected enough evidence that we could sustain ourselves in the future that, that I made the jump. We're probably pretty fortunate in that our um, requirements were very meagre. Uh, we, we didn't, our, our rent was really low, our overheads were really low. Um, we, hadn't, we hadn't accumulated uh, a lot of um, uh, outgoings. Um, and so uh, by the time uh, we had our first customer, um, income was great, could sustain us. And then during the, the period of that first customer, the, the second one came knocking on the door. And so there was a fairly nice transition from the first to the second, um, which, which really helped bootstrap things. One of my biggest questions that I like to ask everyone is, how did you get your first customer? So the first customer didn't come about until after I had quit my job. Okay. Um, and to be honest with you, our first paying customer, money in the bank, uh, was my ex-employee, which, okay. which I've subsequently heard is pretty common. It was basically there was a, a, a job that my ex-employer had on from an external customer yeah. um, who uh, requested I be part of it because I'd been involved in the past yeah. and, uh, and it made sense to outsource it to um, this new entity. New Ventures is up and running now. First customer acquired. A lot of new eVenture clients were coming in via word of mouth. Things were going well for Heath and the team. And I asked Heath if there were any people that were really influential and helpful in, in getting New Ventures to where it is today. There's, there's probably quite a few, but one that, that comes to mind is, uh, is, is Ganilla Burrows. I'm Ganilla Burrows. I'm chair of 1804. She has an um, underappreciated um, uh, selflessness 
in, uh, in, in, in building networks and ecosystems so that uh, other people can prosper. Um, and, that, uh, and I think lots and lots of people benefit from that, but lots and lots of people don't identify that as the source of their, mm. their, their benefits. We'll hear more about this in a minute, but just to give you some context, Heath and Ganilla first really met at an event that 1804 put on quite regularly and still do, called the Innovators Lunch. I mean, he was a great founder in the fact that he had had so much great experience already um, through his own career. And then he had this real passion for not only the technology, but for doing something um, good. And, you know, so he fitted perfectly into the... um, to what 1804 was trying to do. And then, of course, his area um, that he was interested in was in the smart city space and the Internet of Things area. And, um, look, he's been going from strength to strength and I really can't keep up with (laughs) everything that he he and New Ventures is doing, but it's just wonderful to see them grow. Heath and his team currently work out of 1804, a startup hub that focuses on smart city and clean tech. And I wanted to learn about how they settled on 1804. It was all via the Innovators Lunch, which was a meetup that had just started around the time that the idea for New Ventures was forming. And uh, so I would... Um, sneak out of work to go to the uh, Innovators Lunch and discover this world of people who are trying to make things wonderful, um, doing the, putting the hard yards in to create, create the world that they saw for themselves. And uh, yeah, that, that was very inspirational and, and that was basically run by 1804. So between being behind Innovators Lunch, being one of Heath's lecturers at uni and sitting on the board of 1804 where Heath's office is located, Ganilla seems to have been very instrumental in getting New Ventures or helping New Ventures get to where it is today. Yep, that was, our, that was our leg in the door. From when we were three people that no one had ever heard of, we, we stood on the, uh, the coattails um, of uh, the, the board of 1804 and Andrew Mears and, um, and Ganilla Burroughs and, and used that enormous leverage to, um, to represent ourselves as, as more authoritative than, than we could do um, just off our own backs. We've had a, uh, a wonderful past eight months or so of, um, of defining what it is that makes us valuable and and we've come out of that um, feeling very positive about our mission actually and and, and our mission is, is simply uh, turning ideas into products and that and, and that is exciting and that is um, really valuable to our customer base. Heath is getting really clear on why New Ventures exists and this is a good three years into the business and as wonderful as things are going for New Ventures and the team Heath is still very focused on the business and building something that isn't reliant on any one person. At our uh, end of financial year celebration that we had with our, our staff uh, recently, that, that my goals for the next 12 months are to build uh, resilience into the company to ensure that it's, it's not reliant on one individual person, that your, your bus factor, as they call it, goes up uh, from one or two to a few more so that um, it is self-sustaining. And the next step in doing that is putting the right people in the right places. We're in the process of recruiting, so we're building out our engineering team and um, 
and the plan after that, once we've got uh, sufficient capability in the engineering team, is that um, we appoint a, uh, a managing director um, who, uh, who oversees operations. Uh, and at that point, we, we'd be a team of, um, say, eight full-timers. And, uh, and, and that's my immediate goal, is to be an uh, organisation of that size that can um, give great attention to our clients and, and follow through on, the, on what makes New Ventures uh, great. The theme of people comes up again and again throughout these interviews that I'm fortunate enough to be able to conduct. It's something that the New Ventures journey has, has allowed me to do is um, discover just how, um, how vibrant uh, people are um, who, are, who are building businesses and involved in uh, entrepreneurial uh, stories and, and innovation journeys and whatnot. As I mentioned near the beginning of this episode, one of the main things that I wanted to know was why go into business at all? What, what is the motivation behind that decision? So for me, it was to, um, uh, to be responsible for the work that I was doing. Uh, I, I didn't want to be... Um, uh, have I've always liked um, being the uh, being in charge of my own destiny, um, being independent, um, being uh, resilient, and uh, to have an organisation dictate my career um, wasn't good enough for me. So I wanted to be responsible. So if I'm working on boring jobs. It's my fault. If I'm not uh, changing the world, moving the dial the way I'm supposed to be, that I feel I should be, then it's my fault. So I wanted that responsibility. From those early days, helping people fix their printers and computers, to the continuing quest to always be learning and challenging himself, and then bringing in two friends to help to launch new ventures and having amazing people around him like Ganilla Burrows and Andrew Mears of 1804 to where we are today. Building a solid business that aims to give New Ventures clients the attention to detail that they deserve. Heath's journey is a remarkable one and in my mind serves to reiterate the importance of the people we surround ourselves with and the relationships that we have. Speaking about relationships, Heath credits his parents with a couple of lessons that were essential in his business journey. My parents have taught me perseverance and stoicism and, uh, and um, grit, uh, and, and I think that's very important in, in what I do. Um, they, uh, uh, they never expected anything, and so I guess that's, uh, that's um, filtered down to me. I wanted to finish the New Ventures story with a great piece of advice that Heath has for other entrepreneurs. Heath has three pieces of advice, and I would probably say ignore the first one he gives you, and you'll find out why right after this short break, because there's something that I really want to tell you about. It's a brand new podcast app, and I love podcasts. I have to start off by saying this is not a paid advertisement. I'm going to speak about this app simply because I love what they're doing. I love podcasts and I've been listening to podcasts, mostly business and entrepreneurship related podcasts since at least 2011. But something has always bugged me about the podcast app that I use and practically every other podcast app out there. Well, that's about to change. 
Hello, this is Monica. Hi, Monica. It's Adam. How are you going? Oh, hey, I'm good. How are you? Monica is one of the co-founders of a brand new app called Curio. It's all about following your curiosity. I love podcasts because I can listen and learn, but some podcasts go for over an hour. For example, the most recent episode of The Tim Ferriss Show goes for around three hours, and I love it. But there are really useful bits of information that I just like to bookmark so I can come back to later if I need to and not have to skim through three hours of audio to find it again. That's an extreme example, but I think you get my point. So how do we solve that problem? Introducing Curio. So Curio is a podcast app that allows listeners to retain and share the best bits of their favorite podcasts with their network. I downloaded the app on launch day and I personally love it. I would really love for you to try it out if you're an avid podcast listener like I am. If you're you know, not satisfied with whatever podcast app you currently use, then you know, what's the harm in giving us a go uh, and, and, seeing, and seeing where it takes you? Super easy. We're on uh, we're on iOS at the moment, where I've got uh, Android coming out soon. And you just go into the App Store and you look for Curio uh, with two H's on the end, and the symbol is some headphones and there's yellow backgrounds. It's very easy to find, very easy uh, to go through and download it, um, and be able to figure out how to use the the bookmarking and snippeting function. We've really tried to highlight that as easy as possible. For those of you on iOS, go to the App Store and search for Curio. That is C-U-R-I-O-H-H. And download the best new podcast app around. Uh, well, number one would be probably don't take advice from me. There's, there's plenty of other, <laughs> other sources of advice. Um, and, and number two, very much related to the first one, uh, trust your gut. Um, so take on board advice but uh, feel free to ignore it if it doesn't apply to your situation. No one else knows your business and your situation like you do. Um, and then number three would just be persevere. If there's, there's any quality in an entrepreneur which dictates success um, across the board, if you uh, average everything out, it's those that stuck at it longer. I hope you enjoyed listening to Heath's story. If you like this episode, please feel free to check out the show notes for this episode at welcometoday1.com, which has links to everything that was mentioned in today's episode, plus a way to leave a rating for the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoy what we are doing, we would really appreciate it if you take a minute to leave a review for the show, as it really helps the show get in front of more people that might also enjoy the stories that we are sharing. Next time on Welcome to Day One, James Rabbit from Broader Learning. I'm James Rabbit. I'm the Managing Director of Broader Learning. Broader Learning is a company based out of Newcastle that provides interesting and fun STEM learning programs for students. So the idea is that where there are 50 schools in an area all trying to teach quality coding or robotics, for example, learning programs, we have the opportunity to do that 50 times a week instead of them each doing it once a week. And so theoretically we can deliver a better experience or at the very least an experience that is fairly cost effective. Thank you so much for giving this episode of Welcome to Day One your attention. I really appreciate it. 
This episode was created by me, Adam Spencer. Interviews conducted by me, Adam Spencer. And a big thank you to Heath Raftery from New Adventures and Ganilla Burrows from 1804 for their time and willingness to be involved. The script was written by me, Adam Spencer. Music by Lee Rosevere. Full attribution is on our website at welcometoday1.com. This episode was produced and mixed by me, Adam Spencer. Thank you for listening and see you next time.